0: Something very unexpected happened to me on 5-19-2021. I want to share that with you today. It shows so strongly how God is working in all our lives. I live in the home of Pam Padgett in Colorado. She's from our little church group. I've been here since February 2019. I had a very, very bad fall at my house in Texas on December 6, 2018. And as a result of severe injuries and an operation and two and a half months in rehab hospitals in Texas, a plan unfolded. From God, for me to move to the home of Pam Paget in Colorado Springs, Colorado, so I live at her house on the morning of may nineteenth twenty twenty one Pam discovered water coming from her water heater, which is in the basement area of the house. And she arranged for a plumber to bring her a new water heater that same day and install it and fix the problem. As the plumber arrived at the house and Pam met him at the driveway area, he noticed my old 25-year-old car sitting there in the driveway. And he said, if I ever wanted to sell it, He was very interested in buying that car. He told Pam that he has a 12-year-old son who is CP, cerebral palsy. He's just learned to walk the last year or so, and he can only walk a few steps at a time. He falls quite a lot. And he needed a bigger car for the son. He doesn't have a car, the plumber. And he said that they use his trucks from his plumbing business. And it's very, very hard for his son to get into the truck that he has to personally lift him into the truck. And he wanted a lower car, a lower-to-the-ground car, which would be easier for his son to get in. I have a, or had a, 1994 Lincoln Town Car. It has an air suspension, and we have to let it run five minutes before you can drive it, so the air suspension can build up so it sits very close to the ground. (laughs) I laughed because this is as low to the ground as you could get with a car. (laughs) After he changed the water heater, he took the car out for a test drive. I knew the car would be great because it never has any problems. And it has a very huge trunk which can easily carry his son's wheelchair. But I had a very interesting thing come to me which I knew was God. And here's what I heard. If the plumber makes an offer to buy the car, Give him the car. I told Pam while the plumber was driving the car, I said, now, if he makes an offer on this car, I want you to bring him in and let me talk to him because I've heard to give him the car. Pam was totally delighted with the plan. When he returned from the test drive, He told Pam he definitely wanted to buy the car. And he said, maybe we could do it this way. Uh, Instead of giving you a bill for the water heater, let me just not charge you anything and also let me give you cash for the car. Pam said, you'll have to talk to Joan about this. So she knocked on my bedroom door and the young man came in and uh, he told me the plan that let he wanted to buy the car and what he would like to do is just not bill Pam for the water heater and he would also give cash for the car. And I said to him, No, I want to give you the car. He was shocked. He was just stunned. He said no one's ever given me anything before he said well I, I i can at least let you have the water heater and not charge you i said no no i want us to pay for the water heater we can afford to pay for the water heater and you just take the car he was just shocked he just couldn't believe this was happening he said, Well, I'll, I'll tell my son that you gave him the car, that you gave my son the car. And I said, No, tell your son that God gave him the car. For I had just asked God what he wanted me to do about the car. And this is what I heard to do. He said, Well, he knew that soon as he arrived home and the son found out what had happened immediately that son was going to be out there polishing that car. The son can't walk, but he's very strong in his arms and upper body, and he can use his arms and at least one hand. And his dad said, I know he'll be polishing that car the minute I get home with it and tell him what happened. His dad says that he thinks the son can learn to drive that car because it is so easy to handle and he said I think I can teach him to drive the car and when he gets a little bit older he'll be able to get driver's license and actually drive the car himself he's 12 at this time his dad told me that they go up in the mountains every week and he said that he was sure they would take the car up there this weekend I know this is strange to say, but I'm so glad for the car. For the car's sake, it never gets to go anywhere. We had to take the car out for a walk, just to keep the battery and the tires. Last time we went to get food in the other car that we have, I noticed that the old car, which was parked in the driveway, had gotten very low to the ground. That air suspension system, if you don't use it, it just really gets low. It was about maybe half a foot off the ground. And I told Pam it was time to take the car for a walk again. Pam said we just, a couple of days before this happened, we got in the mail the car registration bill from the state of Colorado, but she hadn't mailed the money in yet. Well, it was only seventy dollars for the registration and it it was fine. Um I have I'm a little a little peculiar. I moved here from Texas in uh twenty nineteen, February twenty nineteen. The car still had license for about six months. But we went ahead and got Colorado license, but I didn't take my Texas plates off that car. I just kind of didn't want to see them go. And I just kept the Colorado tags in the trunk of the car because it was always registered. But from 2019 until 2021, the Texas tags were still on the old car. So when I told the man I wanted him to just go ahead and take the car, I said, just one thing, would you take my Texas license plates off and leave them in the garage? And he he said, oh, sure, I'll do that immediately. It makes no sense, but it's just I haven't completely recovered yet from leaving Texas. And the plumber said that he noticed when he took the car for the test drive, he noticed that a book was in the car with my name on it. And he said, did you write that? And I said, oh, yeah, I've written lots of books. And he said, well could I have that book? And I said, oh, sure. And I had already told Pam to get him one of the books on uh, Building Your House on the Word of God, which is one of my favorite books. And so I gave him both books, of course. I wrote out the name of our blog and told him of the podcast. And then he said, do you do the recordings? And I said, "Uh, yes. And I pointed to the microphone, which sits right by me. Just a few days before this happened, I had asked God if there was anything I should do with that car. We're not using it. It was just sitting there in the driveway. The insurance is only $100 a year on the car because it's attached to Pam's insurance, and we don't ever drive it. So there was never any pressure to get rid of that car. It cost us $100 for the insurance and $70 for the license registration. So $170 a year, never had any mechanical problems. We never drove it enough to get the oil changed. There was just no expense to the car. It sat in the driveway. I kind of hated it to be out there in the driveway in the winter because it it would snow on it, and I I just kind of hated to see it just sitting there under the snow. But it wasn't hurting it, the car always started. I mean, it always ran. We bought a brand new car in 2020 and within about three months, that brand new car would not start. And the dealer had to keep it for a month and we used the old car, which started just fine. But the dealer kept the new car for about a month to try to work through the problems. And then he even had to take it back to work on it again It spent more time at the dealer's shop than it did in our garage. And we used the old car. Well, we used one of the dealer loaner cars once or twice. But I just hated to see the car just sitting there in the driveway. It's really fun for me to think of the car having a good home. (laughs) I know that's ridiculous, but that's how I feel. And also it's fun for me to think about the car getting to go out for rides and even getting to go into the mountains. And then it's fun to think about this crippled boy that I believe will be able to drive this car when he gets just a little older and even get driver's license. The boy's dad, the plumber, is only 48 years old he looks like he's about 20. He told me that he had spent 18 years in the Navy, but he broke his neck and had to retire from the Navy. He he doesn't get any money from the Navy until he's 62. But he got a job at, of course, Fort Carson in Colorado, and he was said he was making over $100,000 a year. But he never got to see his son or his daughter because by the time he got home from work, they were already in bed. And then he said when he left for work, he never got to spend any time with them. And so finally, he just decided to quit that job. That was a $100,000 a year job to quit it so he could be with his son and his five- or six-year-old daughter. The son's twelve. And he decided to start his own plumbing business. He said that he had worked in plumbing from the time he was eight years old, that his dad owned a plumbing business, and he worked in the business. So he knew the plumbing business, and he said it was a little scary to just quit $100,000 a $100,000-a-year job and start a plumbing business. But he said he thought he would give it a try, and it's just worked out great. For him to be with his family, to be with his handicapped son, to be able to teach him and do things with him. And it's just worked out great. And I told him that if he and the family were ever just driving down the street and in our neighborhood, just drop in. We bought a new outdoor grill recently. And... If we can learn to use the grill, I've told Pam maybe we could have him and his family over for hot dogs and hamburgers, something like that, one day. But we're going to have to have some experience first with that grill. That's basically the story of what happened. But there are so many facets in this story how God set it up, how God is showing this plumber and his son, and his family, and the plumber's mother, because he'll tell the story, that so many people will get a ripple effect from this one story of the moving of God. And it'll be God that will be featured, not me. I just followed orders. A lot of people try to do good works, and if only they were born again, they could do good works from God. Right now, so many of them are just doing their own ideas of good works. And I just wish so much that they could be born again and understand following God and do God's works. And there's another part of this story, a part of something attached to this that I want to share with you. We've been publishing our blog since March. 2012, over a million people have seen the blog. Often I get emails from men all over the world who say they are pastors. It turns out they're just wanting my money. But at first they seem to be genuine. But in time they show themselves for what they really are. Beggars, extortioners, covetous, greedy, hoping to get something from me, seeing me as their next meal. Oh, there are so many in the ministries who say they are pastors or evangelists who see us as their next meal ticket. They're evil. Some of them might be saved in the end I hope so I even told Pam to try to find the address of two of these pastors that are in the Philippines to be able to send this email to them showing this story because I had hope that they would see how they're going the wrong way one of them I've just flat out told you are a beggar an extortioner, a thief, and if you keep going the way you're going, trying to get provision from other humans, you will always be a beggar, a thief, and an extortioner. We're trying to find his address to send him one of these emails. I hope that someone can be saved from themselves by this story. People often hope to get things from us but we see how freely God gave to these people in this story and it was so clearly God at least to me it was and the provision for this young man that's 12 years old and crippled and knowing that God is watching over him and his dad knowing this And seeing such a thing, what a story. But if you are greedy and covetous and hope to get something from someone, God sees that too. Very often the Apostle Paul said, God repays us according to our works. According to our works, whether it be good or bad. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 for a moment. The Apostle Paul said, We labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted by God. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. According to that which we've done on this earth, whether it be good or bad. And Paul said in verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. It concerns me greatly that I some of these churches today are just teaching a totally false image of God. They are portraying that God is like like a good grandfather, that he just wants you to be happy and enjoy yourself and do what pleases you. That's not true, by the way. That's not at all true. If you have that image of God, I really would encourage you to read the book of Psalms. You're going to see lots of things about God that don't fit that image. For God is just. He is so just, so much more just than any of us, that is shocking. He's going to destroy this present earth because of the wickedness. Not just the wickedness of the world, but the wickedness in the churches, where they are teaching false doctrine. They're teaching kind of a thing where God wants you to be happy. Do what you want to do. It doesn't matter that the Bible talks about adultery or homosexuals and shows the image of God and what he wants. They're teaching things that are so wrong. Some kind of, I'm okay, you're okay, everybody's okay, let's all be happy. God loves you. This is such a false doctrine. If you read the book of Psalms, you should see that this doctrine is wrong. This is not what God is. He is so just that Paul talked about the terror of the Lord. And Paul said, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men for we're all going to appear at the judgment seat of Christ and at that time we're going to be judged by one thing we are going to be judged by the word of god the new testament bible and we will receive at that time according to what we have done how it compares with what the bible says whether it be good or bad therefore Paul says we try to persuade men, and that's what I do. Is about what God is really like, although none of us can perceive the true justice that God perceives. But I can tell you, it is much more severe than anything you could ever see from any preacher. Because God is... Righteous. So, if you by any chance have this thinking of God as a grandfather type person who just wants you to be happy, you really need to pray that God will correct that doctrine. And then read the book of Psalms. I think you can be persuaded by the book of Psalms if you happen to be of God. Because David certainly shows the great justice that God is. Whether you're good or bad. I want to recommend to you something. A previous podcast that I recorded is called Beggar, Thief, Extortioner. And it's about these pastors that are beggars and thieves and extortioners. And one of the things on this is even the letter that I wrote to that pastor, that man who said he's the pastor in the Philippines. A letter I wrote to him saying that you, if you keep going this way, you will always be a beggar, thief, and extortioner. It's a podcast. I think some of you would like to hear it. Let me recommend that you go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Be sure and put that word exhortation on there because there are several Jesus Ministries around, but uh, our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortation. When you get there, on the home page on the right-hand side, you will see a listing of what I call top podcast. About three-quarters of the way down the list, that podcast is listed, which you can hear it. Just all you have to do is find it and tap on it, as it's linked, and you can hear that podcast. It's entitled Beggar, Thief, and Extortioner, and it is directed toward these ministers that see you as their next meal ticket. I think some of you will benefit by hearing that podcast. Thank you.